Good morning and welcome to Career and Ruins. It's a special podcast episode for everyone today. And I'm just off to get my car and meet Derek so we can join the Bournemouth University undergraduates who are undertaking their excavation, their training dig, during the Juratrigus Big Dig. So while Lawrence is getting our tools out, I thought I'd catch up with one of the project directors, Harry Manley, to find out a bit more about the site. So Harry, we're stood up here in a large chalky hole. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Well, what we're doing, this is um, part of a wider project, the Jotchery's project, which started in 2009. And each season we bring our archaeology undergraduate students up and effectively train them to be archaeologists. The site we've got ranges from the late Bronze Age through to the early medieval period. But really what we're focusing on and what the project was really um, investigating to begin with was the transition from the late Iron Age into the Romano-British period and seeing how much uh, cultures change and evolve and actually how much stability there is. Fantastic. And I, I'm looking out over the trench and I can see probably 60 odd students digging features from pits to ditches, a load of different things. Yeah. And I heard a rumour that there's even potential you may find some human remains on site. Absolutely. So presumably if you find something exciting like human remains, you'll uh, you'll get an expert in and uh, kick the students out, right? No, not at all. Not at all. We really believe that our students have to have sort of hands-on experience um, not just to reveal artefacts and uh, remains, but actually to excavate them as well, because we're training them to be archaeologists. Okay, it's, it's part of their experience to um, yeah, do the troweling, clean back, define features. But once they're into a feature, that's their feature to excavate, record and sample. So it's over to them, really. Oh, so each one of these students I can see digging now will start the feature, excavate it, record it from sales from start to finish obviously under the supervision under supervision the, yeah yeah we, we check their paperwork and so on um but yeah they'll they'll they'll, they'll um do the whole process wow and how does that how does that fit in with all the other sort of techniques associated with archaeology is it just excavating up here no as, as part of the wider project we've undertaken a huge geophysical survey program so we're in one field on the farm at the minute but we've probably been to about five or six very large fields and have used a suite of, uh, of geophysical techniques, so magnetometry, earth resistivity, um, tomography, and we've really began to capture the character of this whole hillside. And as part of the project, the students get to carry out those techniques as well. So it's not just about the excavation, it's also there's a, those ancillary um, tasks as well and those ancillary um, techniques we even do wet sieving up here as well so environmental sampling and then they float out the remains so it's a really mm. when the students come away from it after the five weeks of excavation they've got a really well rounded understanding of all the different techniques associated with field archaeology i mean that is amazing and it's something i notice from the other side i obviously send the students out to you at the end of their first year 
they spend five weeks out here and they come back as different people. Uh, they come back knowing this whole process. It's it's phenomenal. It works really well. And it, as I say, we've been doing it since 2009. And every year we get fantastic feedback from the students and actually members of the wider community. We've, we've got volunteers who've come back year on year because they really enjoy it and they, they get a lot out of it. Uh, we've got members of the Stalbridge and District Archaeological Association out with us today. We've had members from EDAS, um, the Stalbridge Archaeological Society. We have people coming back time and again because there's good archaeology, but they get their hands dirty. You know, they can really get involved in it. And it's not just excavating. As I said, they can take part in the finds processing, the geophysical surveys, and, and, and they take a lot away from this. And they also contribute a lot as well. So it's, it's a great sort of team effort. So you said you've been here since 2009. So that's over 12 years, isn't it? Uh, give or take. And in that time, you found Iron Age banjo enclosures, pits, um, significant numbers of burials. You've had a Roman villa. What is it you're hoping to find this year? This year, we're back firmly in the Iron Age. So we, the middle Iron Age. So again, we've got a banjo enclosure. So that's a, that's a enclosure which is shaped a bit like a banjo, oh, funny yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> and so it's got long antenna arms going into this sort of D-shaped enclosure. And inside that, we've got a whole series of what we think are storage pits. They're about a metre and a half in diameter and up to about two metres deep. And some of them are slightly curved, so it's slightly concave. Um, but when we're excavating them, we're not excavating their original fill. We're excavating the rubbish out of them. Archaeology is rubbish, but it, and it's great <laughs> because we can see the pottery coming out, all the waste material, which they've just thrown away. We can unpick that and really get to grips with how these people lived up here. So we've got about 50, between 50 and 60 of these, uh, what we call storage pits. We assume they're storage pits, but you know, that still needs to be teased out, but they're packed full of rubbish. But inside some of them, we've actually got skeletons as well. Mm. Some human remains, um, adult human remains, are just, which we're just beginning to reveal now. So we're not just seeing rubbish being thrown in, we're also seeing these deliberate deposition of bodies as well. So there's something really strange going on. That's amazing. So it's going to be an incredible few weeks and I look forward to coming back and checking in in the future. Yeah, thank you very much, Harry. I better go and see what Lawrence is up to and uh, go and dig a hole. I've been uh, I've been wandering around site, meeting some of the fantastic students here, and I've been joined oh, no. by one of our brilliant Patreon supporters. Mark, how are you doing? All right? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Having a wonderful time. Good. So you here for the full five weeks? I am, yes. Excellent. And talk us a bit through your... So are you still studying at Bournemouth University? Are you? I am. Um... I'm just at the end of a placement year, so I shall be going into the third year in September, October. Okay. And how's uh, so, so and what 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 are you particular? What's the name of your? degree that you're studying i'm doing a ba archaeology ons okay and that's included so that's a three-year taught uh, degree with a year's placement where, did, where right. did you do your, your placement um well i i did a little uh, a little bit of work at the uni with harry manley doing some mag sus for mm. the witch farm project oh nice yes and then the next one was uh, researching a timeline for the National Trust on the Purbex. Okay. Because the, the, the heathland there had become a super nature reserve or something, and oh, they yeah. wanted to be able to show people what has gone on over time there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then my last sort of few months was with the historic environment. It's easy for you to say. It, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just sort of... Uh, is that Dorset? That, yeah, right. Dorset, so is yeah. That, is that with Claire Pinder? That was with the lovely Claire Pinder, Fantastic. yes. So what sort yeah. of things were you doing there? Um, 
at the moment, one of the big jobs is transferring data from the NRHE. <laughs> yeah. NRHE, what's that stand for? Oh, you've got me there. The National Register of Historic, Historic England. That sounds plausible. And they're kind of trans... Things are becoming more local, so it's going to, again, H the HBSMR. Historic, which is Historic Buildings, HV and Sites... <laughs> Monument, Monument register? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, I feel yeah, like that's. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's. that's that, that was, I mean, I, I personally find it interesting. It was, it was good. It's amazing how many sites, when, you, you, when you've got a, a, like a GIS open and you've got Dorset and all the, the monuments, you go, wow. Yeah. And, and I, it, I've said to Miles, why would you need to leave Dorset? We're just on our lunch break and we've bumped into Dr. Ellie Hamilton, principal academic in zoo archaeology. And um, it's a really fortunate um, meetup because both Derek and I have, have known Ellie for it for some time. And um, so. <laughs> well, A, we know that she's awesome. And, and um, but also her area of special to, specialism is, is, is really interesting and so important to this particular excavation. So Ellie, how... How are you, first of all, and how are you finding the dig? Talk, tell us about what your involvement in the dig is and, and how you feed into the understanding. At the moment, I'm very hot. <laughs> it's very sunny. It's lovely to be out on site. Um, in terms of this particular site, um, I'm kind of particularly interested in it because way back when my PhD was on Iron Age animal remains. So it's kind of nice to actually be involved in digging something that is... Uh, something that I wrote a lot about but didn't necessarily dig dig up um so yeah that's 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 interesting this is a really nice part of the world there's lots of really interesting Iron Age archaeology rounds here um but this year's site as in the site that we dug way back when at the very start of the, the big dig project um are both lovely these banjo enclosures with loads and loads of fantastic interesting Iron Age pits and um I think when we first started with the project, I was interested because I wanted to see lots and lots of background noise. I wanted to see what people were eating, how they were sure. picturing their animals and and not have to talk about special deposits and There's a brilliant bit of background noise with yeah. a dog being greeted in the Absolutely. most fantastic way I've ever heard. And uh, the dog seemed to become our very own special deposit. Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Um, but actually what we're getting a lot of in these uh, in these pits, particularly in the basal deposits, are um, what are generally referred to as structured deposits. So they are groups of associated bones of animals, partial skeletons, skulls that appear to have been deliberately placed in right. the bottoms of, of the pits. So um, that doesn't mean they aren't partial butchery refuse. It doesn't mean that they weren't, in, uh, to some extent, consumed. It doesn't mean that they weren't, to some extent, rubbish. It's perfectly possible for them to be both at the same time. Mm -hmm. But certainly the layout and the, the placement of, of these remains and other things that we find... Ooh, a butterfly! <laughs> Bye-bye. Red Admiral, you see, my identification skills don't limit to, to dead things. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so they're really interesting because... Um, the way they're located in the, in the pits and the combination of, of different body parts and combination of different animals. Um, it's almost like there's, there's, there's a language there that we yet to understand and whether it's, um, there are rules as to 
what's appropriate to place in the bottom of the pits. A lot of the ones originally that were found at Danebury, for example, were, were sort of interpreted as part of a sort of propitiatory rite. So you put stuff back in the ground um, as a sort of thanks or as a, an assurance of, of fortune for, for years to come. Um, but there may be a sort of uh, a mnemonic and memory sort of related things. And it's quite interesting that we've found some of these similar deposits associated with some of the human burials as well. Um, so yeah, it's just really cool. Um, but I tend to avoid trying to dig things because whenever I touch anything, it breaks. <laughs> so I'm just sort of, uh, I'm one of those annoying people who stands at the edge of the trench and points because the moment I get my trial out, it will explode. So uh. Fair enough. So uh, yeah, the dig itself is brilliant in terms of bringing in all the different artifacts and effects yeah. and, and different techniques and different specialisms to help interpret and understand what on earth is going on in this this multi it's really lovely it's really lovely for the students as well because they're finding a lot of bone so to actually be able to sort of go out and point out in, in people's finds trays what it is they're getting and um it's very hard to sort of make people meaning bone identification machines sort of like in a short space of time while they're out on site but there are some things that we can um quite quickly and easily do so there's a lot of loose teeth coming up and actually teeth are quite easy to speciate so um, a lot of the students uh, are now getting quite comfortable with saying oh I've got a cow tooth oh, or I've got a horse tooth and it's just it's nice to know what you're pulling out of the ground rather than it's just stuff it's just like okay I've got a bit of cow I've got a bit of pig I've got a bit of sheep and this is a really really horsey site so that's kind of interesting as well for nice. I'm a good that's right. um, um, now many years ago I remember a, a certain red top newspaper with some interesting headlines about sheep cows or what is that cat dog yeah. <laughs> is this is this your doing <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I'm, I'm facing that firmly at the uh, the hands of Dr Miles Russell um no, we had we had um, one or two really interesting deposits. As I say, it, it's not just whole animals. There's parts of animals, and there are combinations of different animals. And we've certainly had one or two deposits where, um, either by accident or design, um, you there may be sort of placement where you've got the head of one animal and the body of another, etc. But the actual sort of the push we pull you sort of sheep with a. Um, a a, a cow's head on it um, was um, yeah a, a sort of misinterpretation. So what there was was there was a, um, a sheep whole sheep skeleton, but as you come down onto these deposits, the 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 skull is often quite high up and it disintegrated. So that was sort of already out in bits in a finds tray. So you basically have a headless sheep, and then as they excavated round, there was um, a cattle skull at the arse end of um, said deposit. Um, so yes, there was a, a whole sheep and a cow's head, uh -huh. um, but there certainly wasn't a deliberate attempt to, uh, for starters, they put the head, put, put the cow's head on the wrong end, and for uh -huh. seconds there was already a sheep's head uh -huh. attached. Oh, right, okay. oh, that's um, but it's one of these things. Often <laughs> when you when you when you're excavating, what's visible. Um, is rather different than what comes out sort of post-excavation. Sure. It's one of the reasons why it's quite useful to have sort of bony people out on site um, because you know what you're expecting to find if it's a whole skeleton so you can look for it. So the first thing we sort of did when we saw that sheep and it was like, oh, the head's missing. Um, and there's, there's a, a cow skull on the other end was, can I see the fine tray from... Yeah, yesterday I see. and it's sort of full of sheep yeah, stuff okay, but okay. that said it doesn't mean it's not a really interesting deposit because 
it's that combination of more than one species, the fact that you're putting a whole um, presumably unbutchered and unprocessed animal in the ground alongside the head of another animal that clearly has been processed. There's definitely sort of choice and decision over what's going going in there. So there's some quite cool stuff. Amazing, fascinating, Ellie. Thank you. We, I think we're meant to be getting back to the Sorry, dig now. So they, no, no, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. We better go and start digging our section again. So it's great is to be out in this beautiful place, Derek. I guess the whole purpose of this podcast is to catch up with students yeah exactly i mean we've been having a nice dig for the last hour or so and if i'm honest i'm knackered so yeah I'm quite I'm, nice to go for a i've got a sweat on i'm not used to this i'm used to being behind the desk but um but yeah the whole point of any day we're as i think we've mentioned already in other bits but it's it's research season it's dig season and there are digs taking place across the country on different themed sites and and this is some of the most important bits of becoming an archaeology isn't mm. it and um it'll be great to meet some of your students perhaps find out how they're finding their studies, what they're enjoying, perhaps what they're not enjoying, maybe a, a certain lecturer of theirs or something. But, but also, it's um, just, it's true. <laughs> just get some tips from them about what prospective students about what 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 they think about the discipline and what what people should think about if they're thinking about getting into, involved. Yeah, exactly. We're very used to on the podcast talking to people about how they got to their place in their career, but I'm quite keen to see how people where people think they're going and where they want to go and where they're taking this amazing experience. So let's go chat. Introduce me to some of your your finest students. Let's do it. Uh, My name is Tasha and I'm doing archaeology and anthropology and I'm in my second year. Well, nice to meet you. Um, you. We just found you actually at a really good point where you found this beautiful little bone pin that's come out of. What, what feature are you digging? Um, I'm just digging a pit, just a seems like an average pit at the moment, mostly um, bits of pottery and broken bones coming out at the moment. Um, I'm just sifting through the soil and I just spotted it. I've got a bit of a, an eye for small bones, it seems. Okay. So I just, it's like that. That looks like that's had something done to it, so I just grabbed it. Give it a description for the listeners, briefly. Um, so what is it, a couple of centimetres long? Yeah, a couple of millimetres wide at one end, and then it sort of tapers off at one end. Um, we'll try and get a picture of this Looks online, needly. It's, uh, it's amazing you saw that. Yeah, I So your second year. I am. Um, how have you found, what, what got you into studying archaeology, and what, how have you found those two years? Um, it's a terrible answer. Uh, but Lara Croft. Okay, that's, that's a really great. Answer. Answer. Um, <laughs> it's as good as so you like Tomb Raiding. I, yeah, well, obviously, I did think I'd be getting the guns, but yeah. not yet. Maybe when I graduate. Trowel. Yeah, yeah. dual trowels. Mm-hmm. Um, I just liked history a lot in school, I guess. Um, but it was never old enough. Um, it was more like war era, which is like fine, I guess. But older, I want older. So this seemed like the best thing to do, and it just turns out that I absolutely adore it. Nice. It's great. I'm having a good time. That's great. Is there anything so far that you that's really sparked your interest? Something that you hadn't necessarily thought about, and since starting your studies, you've gone. Do you know what? I didn't know that was archaeology, but I love it. Well, before I started, I was adamant that I would not give a rats about the romans um and then i yeah and then i took miles's class and i just love it it's just really interesting and just like really fun and there's just so much going on 
Um, irritatingly inspirational. Isn't it? Has he paid you money? No, he hasn't. <laughs> but he just, I don't know, I think it's good when it, I think most of our lecturers actually, you can tell that like they have a passion for it. Like they, this is their jam. And I think that makes it really easy to like also get into stuff. Like, you know, if someone sounds really dreary when they're telling you about it and they don't care, you don't want to pay attention. Yeah, but... I, I imagine Derek's a bit like that. <laughs> he is the only one that I just don't get to his lectures. Yeah, so fair boring. enough. <laughs> they're all online anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Does, he, does he even give lectures? Normally he's on Time Team or doing yeah, podcasts yeah, just, and stuff. I, that's fine, I've only seen him on Time Team, actually. I've never seen him at uni. Uh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm regretting bringing you out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about prospective archaeology students what would you say to them what, what, what does it entail to study archaeology and, and what, what could they expect why should they think about it I think you have to be a lot more curious than you think you will ever have to be because um, I think especially if you're coming just straight from school you've been spoon fed all this information about history for the last however many years um, and then you go into an archaeology course and they just go, that's actually all wrong. <laughs> um, and we're only going to give you this amount and you need to use your brains to go and find the rest. And, I mean, that's what makes it so interesting because you actually have to, like, do the work yourself, I guess. But, like, everything they teach you in school is wrong. Yeah, that's one of the challenges of, of higher education, I think, is we, we, every year we get given a fresh crop of people who've been been taught for years and years and years how to be taught things and suddenly we need to train them how to learn and research and seek knowledge and it's seeing that transition is one of my favorite things about my job and the field school particularly when you see people go from day one kind of the wide-eyed bafflement of being on site to suddenly asking specific questions about fields finding artifacts that i would never have seen um it's just it's it's such a joy it's such a buzz and i think that's where miles's enthusiasm comes from it's where when i do have it it's when where mine comes from and all of our colleagues i think because we get to be a part of that journey for all of these people it's wonderful Nice. Well, I guess we better let you get back on with your, uh, your digging tash and go and confirm yeah. that that is a bone pin, but it looks beautiful. Around my alley again. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> Thanks for your time. That's right. Right, we've, Derek and I have popped over to another semi-excavated pit. It's, it's looking, it's about half a metre deep. It's at least a metre and a half wide, would you say, Derek? Yeah, and I, I'm going to put a bet on this, and I think there's going to be something very, very interesting yeah. in about 25 centimetres time. That's okay. But there's two, well, the pit's so big, it's got two people sat in here working very hard in the hot sun. Do you want to introduce yourselves, guys? I'm Bromley. My voice is kind of gone. That's right. <laughs> Vinny. Vinny, well, okay, well, nice to meet you guys. But, so, are you first or second year students? First years. First years. And um, how have you found your first year of studies? What got you into archaeology and, and ha ha have all your dreams come true in that first year? <laughs> you can say no. <laughs> first year has been good, it's been really interesting. Um, I've liked a lot of the units. Yeah. Which one in particular? Gathering time. All right. <laughs> is that the one you teach, Derek? No, that's that's the wonderful Fabio, isn't it? Yeah. He's an absolute hero. I can I I'd enjoy that more than mine. Fair enough. And so, talk us through what what you're doing. How are you finding the fieldwork experience? Is it is it a part of the discipline that you were looking forward to? Are you more are you more interested in the office based stuff or research and like um, yeah? What 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 catches your imagination? Um, no, I'd rather be out here on the field. Yeah? Yeah. So I can see. Okay, <laughs> well, you guys are looking really busy, so we'll leave you to it, but thank you for your time. 
So we come over to another exciting pit. This is quite a deep one, isn't it? It's going down and down and down. And we're here with another one of my fantastic students who's definitely going to save Abe for Fabio's lectures, but that's fine. Um, first of all, though, can you introduce yourself and tell us which programme you're studying? Uh, hi, yeah, I'm Jade. I'm doing BA Archaeology. Uh, I'm a first year and this is my first dig. First dig. How, how are you finding I mean, I mean, First of all, it's a super hot one, but also it's, I mean, there's archaeology everywhere. How, how, how are you finding the experience? Uh, I'm absolutely loving it. This is exactly what I hoped for. Um, this entire site is amazing. There's so much interesting archaeology going on all around us. It's, it's incredible. That, I mean, it's of all the first experiences in archaeology, this one is definitely going to tar your entire career from here on out. It's, it's all downhill from here, particularly, I must say, in this pit. Now, is, is it fair to say that the, the pit you've been excavating has been quite interesting? It has been, in, in terms of quantity especially. Um, there's been an obscene amount of pottery found in one side of it. It took me a good two days to get it all out. Wow, what, what date does that come from? Uh, we believe it's middle to late Iron Age. Wow, um, perfect. Yeah, a lot of it's black burnished pottery. Um, it's clearly had some work done on the outside to glaze it. Um, there's also been some excellent pattern work on some of them, some crosses and dot type patterns that you often see on that sort of time period. Amazing. So, yeah. And, and um, so is it a rubbish pit? Well, I mean, it looks like it's it's going down into a bit of a bell shape. So presumably it was a storage pit at one point that's been repurposed. Yeah, yeah it's hard to tell. This it's it's a beehive type uh, pit, which usually was used for storing grain, but this one seems to have been repurposed as some sort of waste pit, possibly. Um, I, I, I'm in awe of your section, particularly that, that bottom corner there, because um, rarely do you have such a deposit of ceramic that you can actually see it in section. Yeah, that's lovely. And it, it's, it's a staggering, staggering, um, yeah, an obscene amount of pot, as you say. So your first year of studies, how have you found it? Is everything you were expecting? I mean, what, what got you into wanting to study archaeology? Um, well, starting it, I kind of did it on a whim. Right. I just thought it would be a bit of fun. All the best people do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so far it hasn't disappointed. It's just been a fun experience. Nice. Is there anything that's particularly caught your interest? Uh, this pit full high. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's great. Thanks for your time. We better let you get on with it, I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. Cheers. Hi, thank you. Right, we wandered across. We've seen quite a few pits so far, so we thought we'd come and look at some of the people who are probably doing some of the heavier work. I think that's a fair fair statement. They're, we're looking at, what, two to three metre long ditch sections across across the banjo enclosure. Um, substantial amount of dirt to be shifted. And, uh, and yeah, how are we doing? Who have we got here? Yeah, so uh, my name's Keir. I'm a first year, well, end of the first year now, uh, BA archaeology student. Fantastic. Nice to meet you. Um, you well, first of all, cracking job so far. You shifted a lot of dirt in, in very hot weather. Talk us through um, your archaeological, archaeological experience today. What got you into to studying? How have you found your first year? Obviously, time team. That's the classic that's got everyone into it. But uh, I, I also did the A level of archaeology okay, wow. before that was uh, gone the way of the dodo. Um, and yeah, sort of after leaving college, I, I joined CDAS, the Chichester District Archaeological Society. Nice, a Sussex man like myself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah I've got time for that. And um, I, uh, yeah, I just sort of took part in a few digs and a few surveying things and. I kept going with it, and now I've decided to come to university and do it for 
for real and study and get the degree and everything. Nice. And how have you found your first year of study? It's fantastic. I think it's meeting everyone. It's, everyone's got such a passion for it. You know, from every student to the lecturers, everyone's got a vested interest in, in it. And to get me more educated in it, really. Like your co-host Derek singing his uh, two-hour-long lectures. Very entertaining. Two hours? Yeah. Oh. Imagine two hours of me just <laughs> prattling on. He loves the sound of his own voice, that guy. I do. I do. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm looking at this section, and it yeah. is, as Lawrence said, a majestic section. Thank but you. How come John gave you a much narrower section than the one he's given us? I well... Mean, this, this feels like favouritism. Yeah. I, I think John... Oh, obviously, you know, we were calling him Russell Brand the other day, and I think he's taken that to heart. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think... That's a fair analogy. Russell Brand is archaeology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he keeps telling me we may extend it this way. All right. And I'm worried that that's going to happen. He's but a, at least you've got a, an edge to go into. Yeah, he's a very big fan of order, is John, so I wouldn't be surprised. No. Yeah. That's great. Well, we better, I mean, you've done... We better let you crack on, eh? You're yeah, doing yeah, 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 well, yeah, keep it going. The matic is the tool of the day. <laughs> So we've taken a quick step away from the trench to head over to the finds hut and chat to our finds leader, I'm going to say. Mm, Meg processor. Russell, finds <laughs> processor extraordinaire, but also one of my amazing PhD students, Meg Russell, who's um, been working with me now for a few months. And this is your first proper year on site, isn't it? You've been in the past a few times. Yes, yeah, this is my first proper student dig with Bournemouth University uh, processing the finds with Damien. Amazing. How are you finding it so far? It's been hectic. It's we've had so much more than we thought we would. I think last uh, last year, we've already done more than what they did in I think five weeks in a few days. Oh, wow. It's just been big, big, big Iron Age pots, lots of animal bone, possible human, some metal. I don't think we thought it was going to be this much. Now, we've just been chatting to some of our undergrads about how they got into archaeology and what interests them, but you're obviously a little bit further along in your career, so you're studying a PhD. Can you talk us a bit through what you're doing and, and what you hope to do? Yeah, so um, I just, after graduating from my master's, I did a year in commercial archaeology, um, and doing that, I was observing mental health, archaeologists' mental health, um, and I was trained as a mental health first aider um, there, and then it got me thinking more about how archaeology could and should help mental health and well-being in general. Um, and then I started talking to yourself um, and the lovely Hayden, um, doing performing the past at Hengisbury Head. And it got me interested in volunteering with experimental archaeology groups because at the moment uh, there's no written, published uh, look at experimental archaeology and how using your hands, uh, using ancient craft gestures can, uh, being outdoors, work, being in a community, how that can specifically help your well-being and indeed how it already does help people's well-being um, in current community archaeology projects. I think that's, that's a really important point and it spans probably a much broader spectrum of the profession than I think we'd, we'd probably acknowledge. I certainly, from talk, thinking of my own experience this last week, I've been in the office and fairly stressed out and I've come out here today to do archaeology mm -hmm. and I suddenly feel a million times more relaxed, more at peace with the world and just generally enriched by it. And that, that kind of positive impact of mental health is huge. But you mentioned being a mental health first aider mm -hmm. and I'm intrigued to... to to chat a little bit about what that experience can bring to a project like this. Absolutely. So it's not lost on any lecturer at the moment, I think, um, how every year 
conversations about mental health, um, supporting people uh, with their mental health has always been present and the lectures have always been fabulous. But um, it sort of comes from a place of we need to be a bit more aware about language, how to approach people, educate ourselves on different mental health conditions um, and, and realistically talking, just talking about it more. And I think we've seen this year, even from the first day, uh, how important it is to have basically to treat mental health first aiders as first aiders. You wouldn't have a site running without one. You shouldn't have a site running without a mental health first aider because we should, it's health, it's still health. And, um, you know, it's, it's just so important to talk. And as a uh, mental health first aider, we signpost people to resources. We don't advise, but we can be there to talk, um, have a little space to have a chat, have a coffee, uh, have some chocolate. Um, and it's just important to show the students and volunteers that we value it and it is absolutely as important as health and we need to uh, start talking about it because everybody knows how important it is. Uh, we are being some of the first, uh, the front runners in actually making a change. Fantastic. And I can say from experience of seeing how this site's developed over the last few years, that it's already had an incredibly positive experience on the, the student cohort mm -hmm. and the staff. Um, so I look forward to seeing where it goes over thank the next few much, years. Thank you very much, yeah. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Ah, no worries. <laughs> We've just wandered off for our lunch break and we've wandered past uh, a group of three of my wonderful students standing around a pit. And I've looked in the pit and my first reaction was, oh, oh look at that. All right, Harry. So, um, I mean, oh. <laughs> Shouldn't do Harry impressions on the podcast, should I? Um, so, first of all, um, can you all introduce yourselves? Who have we got? Um, Katrina. Christina. And Sarah. Uh, so why, what is it that made me so excited when I walked past your pit? Um, this big bottom half of a pot, I'd say. That is a pretty stonking bit of pot. Yeah. What, do you, what, what, what age do you think it is? Oh God, I don't know. It's I'd looking... like to see it. I'd like to see it polished. If it's black burnished ware, it'd be nice and shiny. That's the right answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, going to take some photos soon because it's cracking and there's a lot. Of it's a bit fragile. This is her little shade. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's drying out. But so you yeah. dug down around the pot. Does that mean you're on the base of the pit there? I'm not actually sure, but basically I can't take the corner to that level because all of that is that holding it up together. Mm -hmm. So Miles said just to leave it as it is. I'm going to tidy it up and then he said I'll take some photos. So Photograph it and lift it? Yeah. Excellent. I think so. So are you all doing the same course? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, we are a actually. BA in archaeology. BSc, BSc. BSc. Yeah. oh nice, the proper ones. All, all the best people did <laughs> yeah. BSCs. Excellent. And you, you're all first years. Second years. Second years. Yeah. Did you? Is this your first excavation? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. So presumably you guys went through a year of COVID and lectures you missed last year's. Yeah, first year on. That, yeah, so yeah, it must be brilliant to actually be out doing the physical, practical archaeology that yeah, is really the big good. draw of it. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you had a particular highlight so far? Um, we've got a human body in our Oh, just a human body. So I was going to ask you if you were envious of this pit, but obviously <laughs> you're not happy going on over there. Yeah. Uh, again, do you think that's Iron Age? Is it Crouch Burial, or do you not know yet? It's a Crouch Burial, but I'm not sure our age. So talk us through what you need to do next in your pit then. Um, level out the other side, um, because it goes yeah, into the To see if there half. are any bones coming from the other side, and then 
and then just call over Martin yeah. and <laughs> find out from there what we need to do. But you're excited that you'll actually be doing the digging. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, guys. We better let you have your lunch. Thanks. It's getting close to the end of the day on site and we thought we'd pop over and have a quick debrief with project director, Dr. Miles Russell. Hi Miles, thank you for having us today. We've had a lovely day, big. Good, it's been a rather hot day, but uh, no, thank you for coming up. It's been an absolute scorcher and we've been working our way around, chatting to students, chatting to whoever we can find and everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. <laughs> so How are you doing? Uh, it's good, no, it's good. Uh, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a fantastic site and we've got a really good sort of enthusiastic body of people excavating in it. And the great thing is there's lots of material, lots of finds coming up. So although the ground is hard, um, the, the archaeology is quite easy to see, but there's a lot of finds to keep motivation to keep people enthusiastic as they're going through so uh, I was gonna say I don't think I remember such an abundant dig <laughs> for quite some time there seems to be something coming out of everything it is I mean the great thing obviously we're inside the uh, the area of the Iron Age enclosure lots of pits um, and it's in the bottom of the pits that we're getting quite a lot of uh, bone deposits um, and it's in the top we're getting a lot of sort of midden rubbish deposits so uh, all in all is that there, there, there's a lot of material coming coming up it's sort of so day three, I think we'd far exceeded, we doubled the amount of pottery and the finds we made from the year before. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to get through. Fantastic. So we're coming up to the end of the second week now and you've got three more weeks after this. Yes. So what, what, what can you look forward to? What's coming up? Uh, well, what we, we've been doing is excavating the pits inside the settlement area. What we haven't done is really sampled the ditch that surrounds it to get an idea of the date of this, this settlement area. And there's a whole series of uh, annexes coming off it, ditched enclosures, coming off from the main phase which we haven't looked at yet so we're sort of moving away from the settlement zone trying to get the area of the enclosure there's also a really anomalous ditch behind me um, which um, could be bronze age i mean it'd be nice if it was even earlier but it's part of a, a large enclosure that we know on the geophysics takes up the whole top of the hill so uh, that needs to be dug into and dated as well so there's still a lot to keep us busy Fabulous. you've certainly got a fantastic group of students here that are, the, the passion and their interest and enthusiasm is clear to see and they, they've clearly got the bug for the discipline and the process um, we're just running into research season dig summer season and there's the festival of archaeology um, coming up as well um, what would you say to people out there that, that, that are thinking about getting into archaeology that like the idea of uh, getting involved what, what do you recommend I mean the great thing about you know, the council for British archaeology has got lots of lists of, of uh, field work going on we're in a great sort of season now as we're, com- well, as we're coming out of the pandemic but there's lots of uh, local amateur groups who are working there's lots of uh, university groups uh, but the CBA's got great lists of excavations that are going on I think just do it um, we've got to you know getting involved in any kind of of uh, archaeology at whatever sort of level of ability um there's lots of field work there's lots of excavation there's lots of museum work going on um and it's really just the opportunity to, to get hands on to get into the dirt and to, and to be finding things but uh, yeah just uh, just do it <laughs> amazing so we're we're stood in your trench we're surrounded by some enormous pits and ditch sections going in today i've seen dozens of pots i've seen bones i've seen some daub lots of a whole range of archaeological material if people want to come up and see it is that possible at all? Uh, we've got an open day on uh, Sunday the 3rd of July which is a big sort of uh, open event uh, the trenches are open there'll be people here to give guided tours and there'll be some of the finds coming up but I mean we're on private land normally so access is, is impossible normally but uh, yeah we have a, that sort of one day where we open up and, and try and show off some of the results but we're promoting all the stuff through social media too so if you're going for our sort of Instagram Twitter or Facebook accounts you can get a good idea of what's being found what's the account what the account's name 
find Duo Trigger's uh, Duo Trigger's Dig uh, and Duo, Duo Dig Diaries on Twitter. There's the Duo Trigger's Dig on Instagram. No, it's Duo Trigger's Big Dig on Instagram. And it's Duo Trigger's Dig on Facebook. If you just type in Duo Trigger's to any bit of face, uh, <laughs> social media, you will find us eventually. Hashtag Duo Trigger's 22. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, we've been trying to sort of document everything that's coming up uh, because we appreciate it. people. It's difficult for people, all we everyone to get involved, but we want everyone to see what the discoveries as they happen to get a sense of the enthusiasm the excitement uh, really of all kinds of archaeological discovery amazing miles thank you so much well, thank you